0: Welcome to another special edition of Bono's Health. I am joined by Bex, Coach Bex. And we are recording from CrossFit Undeniable here in Westminster, Colorado. And this is a success story that I think is very important to share. I'm really grateful that Coach Bex was willing to share her story. I think she got such great success that a lot of folks out there are struggling with similar issues uh, between hip pain, low back pain, getting kind of tossed around the medical system, not having clear answers. So this is a really great A to Z kind of story of avoiding surgery, uh, which we'll talk about in the episode. But as she is getting ready to work with me, she's ready to have the surgery and, and maybe just Uh, getting ready to deal with that and how to best approach that. And I say, why don't we try this other thing? And again, I encourage you guys to check out this episode. And if you know somebody considering surgery, struggling with some hip back kind of symptoms that have been going on for a while, um, this is vital to understand. This is a great success story that I hope to catch a lot more people, help them avoid a lot of unnecessary surgeries when proper strengthening was never really attempted. Um, People try physical therapy and fail at physical therapy. I'm putting quotes on that here as I'm recording this. And I think it's really important to understand that this type of success story, uh, we really want to share it loud and proud and hope that, again, we can change people's minds that there's different forms of physical therapy, there's different forms of avoiding surgery and treating issues where again she wasn't able to squat for over two years something that she loves doing and is part of her livelihood as a crossfit coach on top of her other nine to five job but this is something that again i'm just super proud of i'm so grateful that she gave me the trust to help her with this issue and can't wait for you guys to check out the episode and reach out if you have questions let's go Hey, welcome to a special live in-person edition. We don't do this too often. Uh, we are here uh, and I've interviewed her boyfriend. We're gonna put her sh- business out on the streets. Uh, a few episodes ago, that was Coach Spence talking about knees over toes. Is that all right? We talk about, we put your business yeah. out there? Okay. Uh, she's public about that. That's, that's out there.
1: I'll talk to anybody
0: about this. <laughs> <laughs> so joined by Rebecca Knave, AKA Coach Bex uh, on Instagram. Is Baked by Bex still a thing?
1: Um, I know you on, put on pause. It's on hiatus, so stay tuned for 2023. 20, yes. Very
0: delicious cookies. Locally here, though, in Colorado, mm-hmm. near Denver-Boulder area. Mm-hmm. Servicing. Yes, so uh, very du- very yummy cookies. But that account's still up if you want to go see what that's all about. And then our other account, bex.nave, uh, and we'll put links somewhere. somewhere. Uh, but we're at Flatirons CrossFit, uh, hence the tires, the flipping of crazy things that people do. Uh, That's what we're doing here. And again, special episode of Bo Knows Health. That's me. I'm Bo. I do know health. I know rehab. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. And Bex here is one of my biggest success stories. So I wanted to share her story. Um, She wanted to share her story, I think, because it's a cool story. Uh, And I'm going to summarize it real quick, and then I'm going to let her go into it. So pretty active young lady. Uh, Had some injury stuff going on was unable, and you can jump in, unable to squat and do anything because of some really bad hip back pain mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Uh, over two years?
1: Well over two years. Well
0: over two years. <laughs> and I just joined the gym here recently and started talking and was became the in-house physical therapist here at Flatirons CrossFit, formerly CrossFit Undeniable, the artist formerly known as. And uh, we got to talking. I was like, yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can do something. Did an assessment. And uh, she told me she was ready to go have the surgery because it was just so frustrating. And I said, hold up, why don't you try this 12-week squat program? And I think if we mix that in, we're going to rehab and fix your tendons and we're going to fix your movement patterns and we're going to get you back by squatting, something she loves doing. Most CrossFitters love squatting um, and when they go see a medical professional, they often say, hey, stop squatting, which she might be able to share some experiences. So let's, uh, I think that summed it up without spoiling the ending. Um, so, go ahead and tell us, A, a little bit of your history and what led to your injury. Let's go through the injury.
1: Yeah, so, if we go way back, I have had back pain off and on since I was about 19 years old. I'm 35. Um, I was not an active person growing up. I did horseback riding and competitive equestrian sports, but no kind of traditional team sports or what most people would consider, like, real athletics. So I dealt with back pain off and on since about 19. Um, When I started doing CrossFit, I was 26, and I did find that that helped those flare-ups become less frequent Mm -hmm. because I did start strength training and I actually had some muscle. Um, But as I got more into CrossFit and as I did it more, I think that just over time, those repetitive motions and like I move pretty well but I'm certainly not perfect um, I'm also six feet tall so I think that that just puts some stress on different parts of my body and you know when I am trying to cycle the barbell and I just hinge at the hips that's mm-hmm. a lot of body to take on <laughs> yeah one weight um, so things are pretty manageable up until about let's see, uh, probably see end of summer 2020 um, and anything
0: to do with COVID because yep. that was right after lockdown. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I was I was actually able to stay active during COVID, which I was very proud of myself for. But, you know, got back into the gym, um, kind of went from going a lot, to doing a lot of body weight stuff over COVID, going back to CrossFit and kind of acting like I hadn't taken mm. three or four months off of a barbell. Um, so when we got back to doing CrossFit after COVID, I just kind of more or less picked up where I left off, which I felt okay-ish doing. But there was one workout in particular, Um, if you've done CrossFit, you might know it, it's Kelly, it's five rounds for time of a 400-meter run, 30 wall balls, 30 box jumps. And at the end of that, I was like, oh, my my back feels kind of tight. Didn't really think anything of it, I'd felt that before, and then the next day, I could barely walk, I could not, like, bend over the sink to wash my face, Mm. Um, putting on my shoes hurt. So... In the past, I would get these flare-ups and they would kind of just go away on their own. And about a month later, I'm like, this is not going away. Uh, this is staying here and everything still hurts real bad. So.
0: You're, you're gonna have to talk over the, <laughs> have to over the FedEx truck. This is the problem with being outside. <laughs>
1: um, so. A FedEx truck. After that, you know, I tried going to the chiropractor, tried just modifying some workouts and that worked for a little while. Um, I was able to work around that injury. Um, thanks to Spence, he programmed a lot of stuff that just focused on other things that I could do. So a lot of upper body, independence some conditioning stuff. But um, I had been to the doctor, I wanna say in, fe- I think, so around 2021, I was like, this is getting ridiculous, I need to. A few
0: months in, almost a year yeah, in. Yeah, this
1: was probably uh, five or six months in mm-hmm. after just being in constant pain and discomfort um went to the doctor and she was like okay well, let's just have you know, get an x-ray done got an x-ray done and they were like well maybe something's there looks like you have um a hip impingement and i'd kind of known that before and didn't really understand how that affected my back because mm. no one
0: were you having issues at your hip
1: because um, it's
0: actually pretty rare for you to show up with back pain and the doctor to say let's do let's do an x-ray even of your hip
1: yeah i think I felt it in both places, and some days it would be more Mm. prominent in my hip, some days it would feel like it was more in my back, but it always felt like the lower left part of my back. And after we did the x-ray, went to see a sports medicine specialist and said, okay, well let's do, um, like based on what you've told me, let's do a diagnostic hip injection. Mm -hmm. So February 2021, we did a diagnostic hip injection where they injected lidocaine into my hip capsule. the idea being to numb the joint, seeing if I could do those activities that would typically bother me, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. any kind of hinging, squatting. Um, to see if that was the issue. And it did help a lot, but that's a very quick turnaround, that process. It's like, you kind of have anywhere between 18 to 24 hours to really determine, hey, like, is this the problem, um, or is it not? And I'm like, I think it's the problem, but (laughs) I don't really know. So then went to see a surgeon, because they're like, well, if that's the problem, it's your hip impingement, so we would want to do a hip arthroscopy. Went to see a surgeon, he was like, it could be this, Hmm. but I don't want to say that for sure. He was being very cautious, which Mm -hmm. I do appreciate. Um, So I think I spoke to him probably three or four times in like a five-month period. And I had MRIs done. I had a CT scan. Hmm. And then one of the last times I went in there, he was like, I'm not convinced it's your hip. Mm. So he brought in his colleague who specialized um, a lot. She did a lot with athletes. And she was like, I think it's your back. Mm. So then we got an MRI of my spine. And this was... Oh, May of 2021, so a little, gosh, a little over a year ago. Hmm. And she was like, You know, I think it's your back. So we did the MRI, found that I did have a tear between my L5 and S1. Hmm. You can see, like the bulge on the MRI. From there, she's like, Let's try physical therapy. And then, if we're still having issues, then we can consider surgery. Um, so. I did about six weeks of physical therapy with someone in house at mm-hmm. that clinic, and and he like, he was fine. He was you know he was helpful, and I did see some progress. But after six weeks, it was sort of like okay, like you're good to retor- return to sport now.
0: Yeah. What kind of stuff did you guys do? If you don't mind me yeah. asking, in physical therapy, again, electricity, uh, little yellow bands for your glutes, wake up your glutes.
1: So we did, he did a lot of like manual like manipulation of okay. tissue. So we did that. We did a lot. We did some of the banded distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some Jefferson curls. Okay. And we
0: not very traditional physical therapy. Yeah. I, I like um, that, but and
1: we did do some some off presses too.
0: Okay. So yeah, but this so it's a little more than than I think traditional physical therapy, mm-hmm. but still didn't bridge the gap. So for six weeks, how much progress would you say you made?
1: So I was going up there twice a week for most of that. Um, and then I was meant to carry on the rest of that on my own mm-hmm. time. So I I did see progress. I wouldn't say that I was pain free when I left. Mm-hmm. It was like things were improved by about seventy five percent. Okay. Which pretty good. Um, which was pretty good, but I just felt like being like, Okay, you're good to go now right. and I'm like i And actually- this this is the it's
0: medical p- model that we we. I kind of complain about to some extent and that's one reason I want to highlight this example and also let's take a step back you had a CT scan you had MRIs you had x-rays it sounded like you went to a number of doctors visits and you had physical therapy so um, unfortunately this is not uncommon I love using double negatives Uh, so altogether though you know whether it's insurance covered most of it I assume but still time copays um you know all this uh expense to the medical system now again an mri might cost three thousand dollars to the insurance company um did it give us three thousand dollars worth of value maybe maybe not um so something i'm uh, you know i'll, I'll kind of step off of that soapbox for a second but coming back to here yeah so uh the other big thing that i always talk about and the reason my business name is fit care is if you care about your fitness you can avoid health care but it, you just went from caring and, and the, the system focuses on caring about your pain and your pain was only 75 percent better and that's what insurance companies say yeah that's all we're going to cover you know we already did 12 visits six six weeks two times a week so 75 percent is good um and if you keep doing it maybe you will finish that last 25 percent. but again the things you want to do are in a gym you want to be squatting and deadlifting and and doing some of this stuff because you know that's going to get you uh longer term results but again the system does not do that so one thing i always say for, for anyone asking me about physical therapy is especially if you're a crossfitter or a triathlete or any higher level athlete um anything above say zumba not to pick on zumba um, but if they don't have a squat rack in that physical therapy clinic, and it sounds like, again, Jefferson curls, uh, things like that. But if they're not getting you to do that activity that you want to get back to, and we think of it this way, too. If you're somebody who loads things onto a conveyor belt or you, you're doing manual labor, you're a firefighter. You have to be able to throw 200 pounds over your shoulder and run with that over on stairs and things like that. You have to be able to do these things to do your job. Your job, uh, which we didn't really talk about, you're sitting, you're, you're sitting uh, a lot for work. So that also could be a negative factor. But to finish my little soapbox speech <laughs> for everyone listening and we could take a little bit more out of this example is the fact that again that healthcare space is only looking to get your symptoms better and doesn't really care about the long term to some extent, uh not saying that the physical therapist didn't care, I'm sure he's a super nice guy. Um but At the end of the day, it's just, every system gets the results that it's built to get. And that's what it's built to get, unfortunately. It's not built to get somebody who's active back to deadlifting 200 pounds for 40 reps, um, unfortunately. So, that's my little soapbox, so. Well,
1: I think, and to that point, there there was never any assessment of like, why did this happen? mm, So, going back to- The root cause. Yeah, so, you know, understanding- Movement patterns, and Mm. hey, when you are, like, let's assess, my movement, which like I guess right. it's pretty good. It's not perfect, right? Um, but there is never any like, let's look at how you're moving and why this has happened and what we can do to prevent it from coming back. Because mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned with you, because we started working together. I want to say in October of 2021, and it's now sounds right. So it's about six, six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, like, this is not gonna be something that I just do for three months and then I'm good to go. This is likely gonna be something that I'm gonna have to manage for much of my life, which right. I think at first can seem daunting, but when you realize how much value it adds to your longevity and just being a healthy person, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to, to gain from that rather than just being like, well, I just wanna get done with my physical therapy mm. so I can get back to doing. It's like, well, you can incorporate them So, you know, your PT stuff can be in your warm-up or in your Mm -hmm, mm cool-down, and it's not, you know, it's never going to be something that you don't ever have to do unless we move to, you know, being bionic humans, and (laughs) I can get a new spine and a new set of hips. Right. Um, You know, I think that that was something really key that you were able to offer, was like, let's assess your movement, Mm -hmm. figure out the root cause, and then work from there, rather than just trying to address pain and then moving on and just kind of getting you back into the world, because there's a lot of steps in there that should happen medically and i think that they're just not set up to do that right it's a big missing piece
0: yeah and it's one of the reasons i love crossfit uh one of the the, the key phrases in crossfit and and uh, bex is a crossfit coach i'm a crossfit coach uh one of the key phrases is if you chase aesthetics you rarely catch it but if you chase fitness the aesthetics will come and i feel the same way about this kind of rehab model that, that that's uh, she, you did such a great uh, that's such an awesome perspective from that patient uh person injured person uh you know we use we have to be very careful about our language uh but but at the end of the day it's that yeah if you chase these movement patterns and you will ultimately be out of pain if you just chase pain relief it's easy to relieve pain to block pain but if you never address the root cause uh yeah you're, you're you're probably not gonna quite get there and again you can kind of keep pushing that on kicking the can down the road so to speak um, and this is what I see a lot of times, again, not to pick on any one thing or people, but uh, chiropractors. You mentioned you went to see a chiropractor a few times, and, and uh, there you walk out of there usually feeling pretty good. Usually, that you know, all the cracks and things will realign you to some extent. There's a neurological stimulus happening from an evidence-based perspective. We understand that. That's about all it is. It's a short-term pain relief, some kind of neurological thing happening, a little distraction, whatever's going on. And then by the time you get to your car, you get home or you get back to work the next day, you've lost a lot of the benefits of that. And so you might not be in immediate pain back to where you, you know, when you walked into the chiropractor, but bottom line is it, it's, it's not a long-term fix. And that's the only thing I'm interested in. I only care about working with folks who are interested in this long-term fix and want to avoid surgery. So yeah, when we uh, were starting in October, she, she, I remember it stood out very strongly to me. You're like, I'm, I think I might just have the surgery and i was like well, hold on like well, let's talk like you don't need to go there and again i'm not i'm not twisting people's arms into not having surgery if that's something that they want to do but again you can always do the surgery later on after let's do this thing for 12 weeks and again it's it's going to cost you a lot less money to try this thing for 12 weeks than continuing medication doing more physical therapy doing more chiropractic acupuncture all these different things that you can do to try to address it so but yeah because and and you know i always talk about and i'll finish here in a 2nd sorry is 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 i always talk about i tend to have my ideal client is someone like bex who has unfortunately gone through a bunch of other things that didn't quite work And again, she's more educated about the body than most as a a CrossFit coach, as somebody who's clearly like interested in the human body and movement, and even being aware of what her deficiencies are in movement. So interesting stuff there, but that's who I end up connecting the most with and being able to help the most because they're ready to buy in to, let's try this crazy program of squatting three times a week for 12 weeks uh, with very specific times, tempos, communication, uh, and it's a different model, so yeah. that's my that's my spiel.
1: Yeah, and I can kind of I can I can kind of touch on the surgery part too. Like I'm I've never had a major surgery before, and I think that my willingness to be open to that was that the last time I talked to the 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 surgeon and the physician that I was working with, you know, the physician said to me, she's like, I'm not saying you can't do this stuff, but you're just gonna always have to kind of pull back a little bit. And she mm. kind of gave me the sense that. I'm never really going to be able to go as hard as I want to. Or like, it's always going to have to be in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I just don't really accept that. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. I just, I, I, and I get where she's coming from. She, like, I understand that you need to tell people like, you can't just continue on as if everything is fine because you do have some stuff going on. But, you know, like I'm pretty young and I'm pretty young, especially in terms of my training age. Like I didn't really start fitness until I was 26. So it's, just under 10 years. And, you know, like I get that they want people to be conservative, but for me, I'm like, I just don't want to always have that in the back of my mind. If, am I doing too much? Is this too much volume? Is this too heavy? Because I think anyone who does CrossFit or any kind of relatively competitive sport, like that can really get in your head and it can mess you up a little bit and you're always second guessing yourself. And I think that's when you can get hurt too, is when yeah. you're like, when you get hesitant. So, um, you know, I, I was open to having surgery because I just didn't want to have that hesitation. Mm. But, you know, I think coming back and then starting that squat program, which I I was a little unsure of at first, I was like, I don't know how this is going to feel. Um, but it did give me a lot of confidence in returning to training and being able to do some more volume and just going through those patterns. And also I, it was really cool to feel myself getting stronger mm-hmm. um, and you know adding a little bit of weight every week it wasn't a ton sometimes it was 5 pounds a week sometimes it was 10 but just building that confidence back up I'm like okay I maybe I can get back to this maybe I don't have to always sit there and be in my head worrying like is this too much should I not squat is like whatever thoughts come into your head um, but yeah the squat program was great because it was something i liked to do and it was so scalable like i know mean, we started Having me go to a target. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think we started at like, you know, 45 or 50 pounds. It was super light, it was doable, and then as I got better, or more, as I got stronger, it was easy to progress that, because we could lower the target that I was going to. I think I was like going to a 16-inch box, so it was like barely parallel. Eventually, we could drop that down to a 12-inch box, and then eventually it was, I think, no box. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have the tempo in there, and you can add weight, and tempo work is money. Tempo work Tempo, if like if you are ever short on time or equipment like yeah. Tempo work is where all the, all the gold is Yeah,
0: and again, it's less sexy Because you have to decrease your weight and, and things like that I'd rather just lift heavy uh, Even if I don't lift that good <laughs> But yeah, tempo work has a lot of benefits And it's very rehabilitative uh, to whatever Whether you have an actual injury that's That we would go to see a doctor for um, Or a physical therapist for Um, or you just want to improve your movement patterns your joints uh things like that so yeah i think everyone should be doing some aspect of tempo work especially if you haven't done it before and you're trying to do things whether it's running triathlon again crossfit um the more of that you want to do again it's coming back to moving better and every time i have someone do these it's barefoot so you really feel the ground um and it's just again improving the, the basics the foundations and it's it's less sexy, but at the same time, she's doing something that she loves to do, and she can see the results. Three times a week. Next week, cool. We're changing the rep schemes, and we're just able to go up in weight. Do you? So we started at like forty-five pounds. Do you remember uh, what we finished at on like week twelve? It was probably. I want to
1: say it was around like one hundred and five. One hundred and five pounds. You know, we're doing. And
0: it was four sets of six by then, yeah. so that's twenty-four reps in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, so one hundred and five pounds. That's still four <laughs> seconds down, three seconds up. Uh, and again, it's it's this very constant communication of what are you feeling? Should we push more? Should we pull back a little? You're doing a little too much. Were you sore after? Um, that constant communication all online. And so, yeah, at the end of that, and, and actually, well, and, and Bex is as diligent of a student as she was, I'm going to call her out because, uh, you know, she was posting some stuff on social media like, hey, I just did 150 wall balls. And I was like, oh,
1: well, we're not really supposed to be doing that. But I felt so good. I was like, hey, why not? But to your point, like. <laughs> That's, I should not have done that. Um, but again, that's why it is valuable to have a professional who can kind of bring you back to where you need to be. And be like, I understand why you felt- And like it's great that, that you were able to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, again, that was me just getting a little overzealous and confident. Right, that. and so, that so that was it, was, it. it was a
0: 14 pound ball, right? And the, for anyone not familiar with the wall ball, you're taking it and it's in front of your face, you do a squat and you stand up and throw it up to a target, nine feet for women, 10 feet for guys. Uh, For Bex, that's pretty much like touching it to the wall. You don't have to throw it very far. But again, for her, 14 pounds times 150 reps, which is a lot of reps, um, compared to especially what she had been doing. But she had that kind of, again, training age, that history of doing it. But now we had had at that point, maybe it was six weeks in, we can argue the physiology and are the tendons quite rebuilt and are the stimuli like the right thing. And so, but we can always adapt it. Again, I don't want people necessarily doing that. But at the end of the day, it actually fit into a little bit of the scheme when you do the math on 14 pounds, 150 reps versus at that point, it might've been uh, four sets of 10. So 40 reps at whatever, 80 pounds. You do the math on the equations and things like that. It wasn't a time under tension and tempo that we want for the tendons but for her it was a mental gain of being like hey I did this I haven't been able to do this in two years and it was pain-free for the first time your hips getting stronger your back's getting stronger your mind's getting stronger so awesome um (laughs) what what, uh, do you have another thought there in terms of at the end of the program um you were able to do the CrossFit Open the timing kind of coincided
1: yeah
0: um which included some deadlifts and burpees over the bar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, I think that that was a big that was a big one for me. So I've been doing CrossFit since 2013. I think 2020 was the first year I'd missed the Open and like eight years, seven years, whatever it had been, which uh, which was a bummer. Like I, I love the Open. I'm not ever gonna do super well, but I just really love that. It's, it's a very, fun atmosphere, fun. community, um, testing yourself. Yeah. So this year, you know, when the Open came around. Um, the first workout had some box jumps, which I was a little hesitant about. And I think I went into that workout and like, you just don't get to go very fast. You know, you just got to stay slow and controlled. And that's what I did. And it was great. Um, wall walks as a tall person are horrendous, (laughs) let me tell you. But, um, you know, then the second one came around and it was the... 10 through 1 or was it 1 to, one, ten, one to 10 10, to, ten one. to 1 deadlifts and burpee over the bar yeah. um I know I did the scaled version I was smart it was 95 pounds I'm like I'm not even going to touch a 155 barbell it's not worth it and you know like I didn't try again I did not try to go super fast knew I wasn't going to finish it but I just wanted to participate so I, I wore my weightlifting belt for all of the deadlifts which you know like not something I would normally recommend doing for a that line of a weight traditionally, but given the circumstances that I was in and where I was at in my, you know, path to getting better, wanted to be smart. So I was able to do that. And then um, the last workout too was thrusters, double-unders, pull-ups, chest bars, big whole mess of that. Um, I have always hated thrusters. <laughs> They're just- Another thing not great for a tall least person. least favorite movement, but I will say I have never been happier to be able to do thrusters. Um, You know, they did go up a little bit in weight, and again, that would have not been great for me, but I was just just so happy to to be able to do them this year, and being able to complete the Open was a really big deal for me, and again, being able to stay healthy through the Open. It wasn't like I did a workout, and then I was... You know couch in for the next week it was like no like, I feel pretty good and mm-hmm. I take it easy the day after and make sure I'm keeping up with my mobility recover and- hard recovery and um yeah it was it was great and it was a really really big win for me to be able to do that this year awesome
0: thrilled to be a part of that um and you also had a little bit of a shoulder thing mm-hmm pop up <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle of that and we made sure we met up and we we addressed it and again said hey here's some ways that we're gonna improve that move that in the right direction as well um you want to talk about that at all or yeah just so, being, being on a desk all day
1: um yeah so <laughs> i do work in tech full time i'm a customer success manager so i spent i work from home which is wonderful but i do spend a lot of time sitting and as much as i would like to think i have great posture i know i kind of do this a lot um, so that is not helping a whole lot, but I think that in addition to the fact that when I was hurt, I was doing a lot of pushing, pulling, upper body stuff mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, still be able to train, which was great because I got really good at pull ups. But I think just doing a lot of pulling um, aggravated my bicep, which in turn was starting to affect my shoulder. Um, and then add in that internal rotation from sitting it was just sort of the perfect storm but um you know again we were able to talk about why that was happening not just oh that hurts well let's Mm -hmm. give you a cortisone shot or or yeah let's crack you it was like (laughs) okay well this is why that's happening Mm -hmm. um and then this is how we can avoid that from going forward or going forward how we can avoid it which turned out to be more tempo work Yeah, which again, but but it was great, and I got a a really sick bicep out (laughs) out of it every time. So yeah, and that you know that feels great now. That's not an issue anymore. Um, So again, it's the opportunity to not only fix the problem, but learn about the problem, Mm -hmm. learn where it comes from, why it's happening, and then how to mitigate that going forward. So crazy, it's weird, and then it works and then you can just stay healthy and continue to do things you love. So blowing my mind. Yeah
0: blowing my mind we so a, we had
1: a deadlift program going for a while
0: too we started the deadlift program yeah, we're coming back to, uh, back to that yeah, yeah. uh yeah. so yeah we're, we're we're fixing the fitness we're chasing fitness we're yeah. redefining fitness it's not just go to a regular random class or constantly varied class uh but yeah there's more to that that we can certainly talk about so uh yeah i think that that was your story i appreciate it um appreciate you sharing i hope folks get something out of this in terms of if you're chasing these symptoms a lot of times you're going to keep that chase going or you're going to go to a surgery which is going to address the thing that we think and even you get different specialists uh who are like hey like maybe it's your back maybe it's your hip i don't know and like and again nobody's looking at your movement and again i've worked with some really great orthopedic surgeons who will literally look at your squat look at some of these things understand some of these concepts better um, but it's hard to do it under load. It's hard to do it under fatigue. And it's hard to also put the plan in place. And I think that's the big disconnect. Again, surgeons notoriously tell older folks who have knee issues, don't squat below parallel. Um, it's like, well, what if I have a toilet or a car that's low? Like, how do I do that? Um, or don't lift anything over five pounds? What if I have to pick up a baby? Um, or, you know, groceries, like what, you know, you're telling me to never do that? And, and we have these one bodies I don't think that made any sense. We have one body we're given, (laughs) so YOLO, but uh, the big takeaway for me and hearing stories like this and and folks out there that I've worked with in the past is become anti-fragile, robust humans, uh, where again, if you're hesitating to be able to do these things, again, her job doesn't require her to pick up 100 pounds 20 times or whatever, uh, but if she can do that, she is a more robust, person and she can probably do more things and be more useful as a human being in society and feel more empowered and if you all of a sudden want to here we're here in colorado if you wanted to go hike a 14er you might have the fitness for that right like and and the older we get again especially females we we lose muscle mass hormonal changes there's ways that we can fight that with a lot of the stuff we're talking about so i'm going down all sorts of rabbit holes but I appreciate you sharing the story. And again, I just want to reiterate that message that if you're not chasing the cause of your pain and you're not getting a full head to toe assessment, a movement assessment, and even if you don't have injuries yet, you have little aches and pains. That's the other one I love. I don't know if I've shared that with you, is listen to the whispers before they become yells. So she she waited for them to become yells. Um, And that's not your fault. We all kind of do that. It's our lizard brains. It's fine. Um, but we also are like, well hopefully this chiropractor is gonna fix me. And I feel better and then it hurts again. Uh and you keep going through that cycle. So that's where I broke away from the traditional physical therapy and medical model and luckily at least we solved one human, hopefully in the long term here, um and, and improved something. So yeah, we just wanna share this message. Anything else for the people?
1: Um, I think just you know, you can, you can do all this online. I'm fortunate enough to have access to you in person, but you have helped me online and had me just film some movement patterns. And, yeah, so, And that was really easy to do. And it was super Yeah, and awesome
0: possible. point. And, and again, that was in October. And even though we're at the same gym and I'll maybe see her if I come into a class, uh, as soon as I saw her, assessed her, and we did, uh, again, head-to-toe movements, SFMA, FMS. Uh, we did a dynamometer to look at all the muscles and hip internal rotations and things like that. Um, as <laughs> she uncrosses her legs, I'm feeling a feeling little like paranoid. <laughs> um but yeah after we did all that and again anytime i see someone in person i want to get them online because i don't expect you to pay me for my time and to see me multiple times a week Uh, i'd rather get you online as soon as possible um and and not no offense to her or anyone else but i want to see you as little as possible and i want you to be empowered and again it should just be what are you doing are you carrying are you lifting are you squatting are you dead? you know what's the thing and then if something comes up um, Pain-wise, we can always troubleshoot that or see each other in person. But again, all that stuff is temporary to me in person, other than the assessments. But we can do a lot of that virtually. So that's an awesome point, and I'm glad you found that to be so useful and uh, relatively easy.
1: Yeah, I think and just last thing I'll say, you know, it's it's so good to have this knowledge. Going forward, so if I do run into a day where I'm having a lot more pain or stiffness, like I have the tools to work through that and I know what to what I should avoid doing or what I should do more of. And I know that just sitting on the couch feeling sad and mopey is the worst thing I could do. I need to go up and, and move. So um, you know, getting the knowledge to continue the progress on your own and just yeah. being able to be you know, independent with that is, is, worth the investment
0: yeah that's awesome and one of the other things there is respect the healing times which is kind of what that 12-week program does but while you're respecting the healing time you're also maximizing that's some strong wind (laughs) i guess it wanted us to wrap up there um (laughs) so for anyone watching oh i think we flipped the vid no i think that's right i think that's right (laughs) we'll see how that wraps up but i guess that's a good place to end it forget what i was about to say um thanks guys for checking it out if you got some value out of this feel free to reach out to me we can do a virtual assessment if you're in the colorado area denver boulder uh let's meet in person remember if it's aches and pains we want to start to get on top of that address the root cause before it turns into something you're ready to have a surgery for but no matter where you are along that spectrum we can always do something to move you in the right direction there's a train coming so it's about to get loud so i'm gonna wrap up thank you Bex. anywhere else people can find you?
1: No. (laughs) <laughs> that got really loud.
0: We're going to wrap it up there. Thanks guys.